Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. We've been talking about the demands by activists to defund the police over the last several weeks. But if you live in a city like Oakland, these demands have been voiced for a long, long time. And there is no shortage of talent there who've always been thinking of alternatives for public safety that don't involve tasers and guns. Artists create narratives that push the cultural imagination forward. So before policy change can happen, uh, cultural change also needs to happen. Calls to defund the police have been going on all over the country, but it's going to take local action to make that change happen. And in Oakland, artists are playing an important role. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Downtown, I think it's really apparent, it's literally written on the walls, that people want change. Nastia Voinovskaya is an editor for KQED Arts and Culture. And she recently talked with activists, educators, and artists in Oakland about what they thought a police-free town might look like. 
I think the murals in downtown Oakland are a perfect example of that. Actually, a lot of them portray uh, joyful, hopeful messages. A lot of them call for unity with the Black Lives Matter movement. They call for multiracial solidarity. Um, I think those are, are a really beautiful way for even people walking around and experiencing the city to imagine that that's what it can be. This is a sentiment that has bubbled over and has been in Oakland for a really long time. I think since the police killing of Oscar Grant, people have been protesting about the same issues. And even for decades before that, combined with the pressure of the pandemic situation and then the just multiple instances of racist killings on video, that tension bubbled over and it has also translated to concrete demands of budgetary changes people want in Oakland to defund the police department. Like you mentioned, calls to defund the police have been around for a while, but we're just now, over the last few weeks, really seeing this this phrase over and over. And I feel like it might be easy to to lose what we mean when when you hear defund the police. So what does it actually mean to defund the police? Well, the slogan really comes from an abolitionist movement to defund the police with the goal of fully abolishing the police and reimagining how society handles conflicts and issues of keeping the peace. But I think, like you said, that phrase has taken on a lot of different meanings and people on different ends of the ideological spectrum have adopted it. Some have more of a reformist attitude where they think some funds should be defunded from the police and then some really take that abolitionist side and, and want to do away with the entire system rather than demanding justice for particular um, police killings through the criminal justice system as it exists now. Nastia says the overarching goal of defunding the police is to redistribute those city funds from the police budget to different social services and community programs. Oakland advocates are asking for unarmed mental health specialists and social workers to respond to issues that have to do with homelessness, mental health crises, issues of domestic violence and rape, issues where these advocates are arguing an armed officer with a badge and a gun often just exacerbates the situation rather than bringing any kind of peace or even advocating for the survivors of violence in a responsible way. Now, in your reporting, you chose to specifically talk to artists about their vision of defunding the police locally. Why did you choose to speak to artists? Yeah, well, artists create narratives that push the cultural imagination forward. Before policy change can happen, cultural change also needs to happen. Basically, artists can create narratives of a just, equitable world that they want, and not just narratives that portray people of color and situations of suffering, but actually imagining ways that everyone in society can thrive. And, and that can push voters, it can push people to be politically active in their communities, and it can push policymakers to actually make those changes. You know, for, for a lot of people, the idea of defunding police departments brings up a lot of 
concerns about public safety. And I'm thinking, for example, in Oakland, there is a huge concern about sex trafficking. So what did the people who you talked to say about how public safety might look without the police? The police will be obsolete um, in my vision for you know the future of our communities. So I spoke with Indigo Mateo. She's a musician and an activist, and she also told me that she is a rape survivor and that a lot of the time uh, people think that what justice looks like is the police, you know, arresting a perpetrator of um, rape or human trafficking. But she she pointed out that that, that arrest of a single individual doesn't... Um, make the system of human trafficking go away. You know, it's also a system that is incentivized by poverty. It's an underground economy. A lot of people and survivors of trafficking experience times where their um, abuser does go behind bars. Their trafficker does get incarcerated. And still the problem of trafficking doesn't end. Uh, Another pimp picks you up or um, that pimp eventually, you know, gets out of prison and keeps doing the same thing. So there's no transformative work that's being done to really point out um, the behavior that's happening, the ideology that's happening, and the situation that a person finds himself in to either be trafficked or to make the decision to traffic. A point of view a lot of the police abolitionists share is that um, crime in general would go down if cities invested in services that attack poverty at the root, that gave people opportunities, um, that increased their educational and job prospects. When I think about money and, and diverting funds from the police, I think about putting money into survivors' hands who are doing the organizing um, around human trafficking, around violence, around mental health. Indigo basically explained that those types of policies would support survivors more meaningfully than someone going behind bars, and then also it would de-incentivize the trafficking economy as well. Abolishing the police is also going to come with a wave of cleaning up the mess and and really putting in pillars in the community to uh, regenerate and heal from so many years of trauma and lack of agency. So I'm thinking of your conversation with Kev Choice. Can you talk about how investing in safe art spaces for youth can be another example of what public safety can look like? Kev Choice is one of Oakland's Cultural Affairs Commissioners, and he is also an Oakland Unified teacher. And he talked about how it would do the city a great service to invest in art spaces that particularly support the youth. He mentioned places like Eastside Arts Alliance. Maybe we create a space where they can have you know, sideshows in a positive manner or, or a concert, some performances, you know, just anything that could help develop these powerful youth that are out on these streets organizing these marches. So it's obviously that they have ideas, they have this energy, and just find a way to channel that energy into a positive direction. He sees it as more of a long-term investment in the future of Oakland, actually developing the talents of young people and giving them a sense of purpose. And I hope that we listen to those people that have been doing the work. They've been telling us about this for years. They've been laying out the groundwork. They have plans already. It's almost like the blueprint is there. We just got to listen and sit down and follow it. So are you seeing any people in positions of power in Oakland getting on board with calls to defund the police? Well, so the mayor of Oakland hasn't said that she supports um, abolishing the police. 
We also must invest, not divest, in training and holding accountable our officers to ensure that they are policing without bias, without any unnecessary force. Her latest budget proposal, she wanted to move $5 million from the OPD budget. And then some of the council members, like Nikki Fortunato-Boss, actually has advocated for um, moving $25 million of the police budget to social services. We should not nibble around the edges of our budget, but ask ourselves, as elected leaders, how much of a police budget and how many officers do we need to keep our communities safe? But activists uh, still think that that falls way short, Um, like the Anti-Police Terror Project, which is a group that has been doing police accountability work in Oakland for years. Um, They have a campaign where they're asking people to call their city council members and demand that Oakland take out $150 million from the police budget. Okay, I got to ask, how big is the Oakland police budget? So it's about 44% of Oakland's general fund and, and about 20% of the total city budget. <laughs> so $5 million is hardly anything. Yeah, yeah, that would be a drop in the bucket. The department remains under the oversight of a federal monitor. That's the product of a police scandal, the Riders case. 13 All kinds of reforms have been tried in Oakland. In fact, OPD has been under federal oversight uh, for almost two decades, and it's failed to meet some crucial reforms to even get out from under federal oversight. So I think a lot of people that before were kind of more moderate and maybe they supported police reform and they thought through reform, they could um, create greater accountability. I think some of those people have hit a wall and they've come to adopt this call to defund or abolish the police as well. So what do the artists say about where we go from here? We do have to like wean ourselves off of this culture of brutality, the culture of hyper-policing. A lot of the people have said to really reimagine a a more equitable way of keeping the peace that's in tune with the community. We have to listen to the community. I think it's really time that we get to imagine healing and justice in just a way that doesn't sell ourselves short, Um, acknowledging our full complex selves and um, what we really deserve. People really hope that this moment translates into a long-term movement, and I think that to keep interest in it, artists will have a big role and make work that continues to keep this in people's minds and make it interesting to people. This is a long-term fight, and I think artists will play a really important role in keeping it on people's radar. Special thanks to the artists that Nastia talked to for this episode. That's Kev Choice, Oakland musician, teacher, and member of the city's Cultural Affairs Commission, and also musician and activist Indigo Mateo. And to see pictures of some of the murals artists painted in downtown Oakland, you can check out the link that we'll leave you in our episode notes. Thanks to Nastia Wojnowskaya, journalist and editor for KQED Arts and Culture. This episode was produced by Marisol Medina-Cadena and Erica Cruz-Guevara. Our editor is Alan Montesilio. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, 
I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Thanks.